0: Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only.
1: Steen and Red, and we're the host of Essentially on the Rocks, a podcast built for after the nine to five.
0: Yes, when being professional is
1: no longer required. Come hang out with us. We drink whiskey, craft beer, talk shit, and laugh. We mostly talk shit to each other's face. And you did drink that wine I got
0: you pretty fucking fast.
1: I accept this, but don't act like you don't get smashed on $2 moonshine.
0: We don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> Join us on Essentially on the Rocks. <laughs> New episodes released monthly
0: oh good i'm super cozy oh Um, nice my room is like i'm not kidding my room must be like 19 degrees like it's really fucking cold but uh i'm under like 15 blankets which is like an extremely (laughs) delightful (laughs) thing i like it when it's cold oh me too i I like to sleep in a cold room Mm -hmm. uh everything needs to be maximum cold except for in the bed in the bed it needs to be like an inferno and that is just having <laughs> your head's cold it's just so nice your phone's vibrating i know one second <laughs> <But> guys <laughs> i just can't help that i'm extremely popular <laughs> do not disturb is now on Very nice. It jk it's uh it's universally always you ashley carolyn and stuff or jazz and christine who's texting me is one of those people and you never answer back oh I'm the worst texter you can ask any (laughs) of my friends uh I just like especially if it's like a text that I get at nighttime because or like in the early morning like I'll see it and potentially be in the throes of like when you uh like um, snooze like sometimes every
1: time you move we hear this like swooshing sound
0: oh I moved a pillow Okay. Hey everyone, <laughs> I'm nesting. <laughs> I'll be still. Uh, this. Uh, this is good though. Go right, nice and sensitive.
1: Yeah. Yikes! Let's go back to how you and you are, all of your friends.
0: Oh, do we have to? I just—it's not intentional. I just, just like—I <laughs> have attention deficit disorder. And also anxiety, huh?
1: And we both do. Doesn't make for the greatest combo, but you know, no, it work.
0: (laughs) No, and sometimes I just like I don't know what to respond, and I'm like, oh, something will come to me later, so I don't (laughs) respond, and then I am within five minutes like learning about I don't know some sort of ancient dynasty because that's my brain.
1: (laughs) Uh, well. We have some fun updates for you guys. Such fun. (laughs) Do you want to do your favorite update and then I'll do mine?
0: Oh, like the one that we got last night? Yeah. So we have an incredible uh, and talented and also like very beautiful and good looking friend. Uh, Her (laughs) name is also Steph. Hashtag superior (laughs) stuff. Dylan, you no. can just come like. <laughs> um, she's incredible. She mm-hmm. uh has a company called Backyard Designs and she does these like amazing artistic renderings. Mm-hmm. So uh she and I and uh kind of the stuff gave some good <laughs> gave some good ideas, um made a new logo for us and it's so great mm-hmm. and I, we're so obsessed. It's so it's... exciting. It's
1: very exciting. It looks really good. She did amazing.
0: Oh, so like, she, be like knocked it out of the park. Like it's very it's so different. Cute. The I'm like demons, only input I gave. Yes,
1: like the only input I gave in the logo process was that I did not like our old logo anymore, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, same.
0: It was just time for a glow up and yes. stuff. You are a queen, you are talented, Thank you, you are the icon, it. you are the moment obsessed. <laughs> like, so,
1: obsessed. so we're going to be um, posting all of it uh, the today, I believe, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, with Just the release today. of this episode.
1: Yes, so it's all going to come out uh, very, very soon.
0: Yeah, it will be, be like- out
1: by the time that you guys are listening to this.
0: Yeah, you'll see the new picture, at least like on the listening platforms for sure right away, too. It's very yeah. exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. New so logo that's... hooters. Yeah. Um, so we hope that you guys like it. Um, and then we'll post uh, Steph's uh, socials, all that. If, it, if ever you do want to go check out her little store and uh, support her.
0: Yes, and, like, honestly, mm-hmm. guys, I use her for everything. Steph and I have uh, both gotten, like, gifts. Steph actually got me a really sweet gift um, of Lou, oh,
1: my literally. sweet boy,
0: which I post on my social media, which you guys can go see if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, takes pictures or whatever, or, like, sources of inspiration, and she turns them into, like, these really beautiful, like, like art. Like, it's so, yeah. it's so cool. I've used her for a bunch of different gifts. You, know, you should go start. support her. Support local. Yeah. Support women yes so great so great obsessed (laughs) uh all right are we ready for my update i don't know how you're gonna top mine but you can try (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so when we when we first talked about starting a podcast uh one it was going to be like a fun projects project between us and also we had wanted to use our platform for for good um And we decided that with season two, now would be the time to start something that we have talked about. Um, So every month, we're going to be highlighting a charity of our choice. It's going to be various different things. Uh, So once a month, we're going to be posting about a new charity, kind of like give a quick uh, description of like what their mission is and how you can support them. And what we're going to do is every time that we're going to highlight a charity, we're also going to be donating a certain amount of money. Uh, It'll change from month to month depending what we can afford at the time. Um, But if you guys want to join and donate as well to support, that's great. If not, just like following them on social media, uh, making people aware of the charity is also a great way to support. So our very first charity is going to be Water First. So Hell yes. Yeah. Um so the mission of Water First is the uh the address water issues in indigenous communities in Canada. Um because 15% of indigenous communities are under drinking water advisories right now, well right now all the time. Um and then there's 30 percent of those communities in Ontario that are also under drinking water advisory. So they do not have clean water to to drink. Um, to bathe, any don't have any clean water to use. So their whole mission is to provide clean water, but also um, help people obtain clean water through education and all of that. Since they've started, I think they've worked with like fifty-five indigenous communities so far. Um, so they do really, really important work. Um, so that's why we wanted to highlight them as our first little uh not little the first charity to talk about so like i said you can support by either like following them on social media um talking about them kind of giving them that um spotlight to to donate donate. once you do click on the donate button you have four causes that you can donate uh so one is named greatest need so that's where they're going to be uh giving the funds where it's needed the most uh drinking water so that's that whole water advisory I was talking about environmental water. So keeping the streams and all that clean, uh, streams, lakes, whichever. And then you can also de- donate to residential schools as well. Um, so from, I didn't read too much into the residential school aspect of it, but from what I understand, that's, um, there's some education aspect. They try to, they, they fund the searches and all of that. Um, according to all of like the controversies that came out, uh, Last year, yeah, last year we just started two thousand and twenty-two. Um, so yeah, so they do a bunch of like really cool and important work. So that's uh that's what we're gonna do once a month. We're gonna try to to help as much as we can.
0: Yeah, and I mean, clean drinking water is a basic human right. It's mm-hmm. unacceptable that it isn't uh, met in Canada or anywhere for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. And Indigenous lives matter. So. Please get behind it. And like Steph said, if you aren't in a position where you can donate uh, your money, interactions and shares and things like that online are like they especially for organizations that do have ad space like that can provide them income. And Uh a lot of organizations that do have ad space get a monetization based on interactions. So like if you see on their page that they have ads and stuff like interact with those posts, especially share them your time and energy helps a lot so mm-hmm. yeah thanks guys so we'll be um doing like a separate post like we'll do one for the
1: episode and then another one for the charity itself so they're not all meshed together uh and then i'm also going to create a um highlight of our stories and have every time we have a new story about a charity it's all going to be there for you guys to see
0: hashtag um, give giving vibes only yeah. yeah i like that thanks <laughs> it just came to me <laughs> so yeah that's our
1: little so we're trying to do some good with what we have here
0: yeah Mm -hmm. you are sweet followers yes so Steph (laughs) is anything keeping you up at night uh no (laughs) wow okay very exciting but I
1: do have a creepy fact for you
0: oh yes please please deliver
1: (laughs) all right so our creepy fact of this episode it's from your favorite website ranker
0: Oh, I do like Frank.
1: graveyard shift. So the fact is, on October 21st, 1978, a pilot named Frederick Valentisch was flying a Cessna 182L uh aircraft from Morabin Us I think it's Morobin,
0: Australia to King's Island. Small plane. What? Hmm? It's a little plane. Oh, Cessna eighty bitty plans. Sorry. Go okay. Ahead.
1: <laughs> At 7.06 p.m., he radioed Melbourne Flight Service to report an unidentified aircraft flying roughly a thousand feet above him. He reported four landing lights visible. His last words were, it is an aircraft, interrupted by a strange metallic sound. Fountainch was never seen again. You and your fucking UFOs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's Sarah. so diabolical. Are you sure you're not <laughs> <laughs> 2020, is that you? I'm very happy with my creepy fat. Oh my god, of course you are. Okay, there's no way it wasn't just a military aircraft and he was flying in military space that he shouldn't have been in it and he got taken down. Emma. It's Steve. An,
1: it's an alien.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's spooky! Oh my god. You and I are going to have to have like an ancient aliens watch marathon so you and that like guy with the crazy hair can just... <laughs> oh you'll be so proud of me yes oh uh which you won so remember that mirror that i had facing my bed yeah you moved it yeah i did now it's perpendicular to my bed it's what it's perpendicular where is it well like it it, it's like it's next to my bed but it's facing away from it okay is that not better
1: well i mean it's close to your bed it's not great
0: what Oh fuel a gonna do t- there What are they gonna do? Tickle my toes? You heard them yawning two seconds ago. I'm convinced it was just like an anchor issue. Uh-huh. Anyways, it's facing my computer. My computer is where it always was. And now okay. it's facing my computer. So I don't know. Okay, maybe they can wait for it. Now. With- huh? I can picture it now. Oh my god. <laughs> also, I had a dream last night, and maybe this is with the demons. Okay. But I had a dream that Ryan and Nick and I were trapped in a video game, *Ala Jumanji*, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the intersection of *Grand Theft Auto* and okay. um, *Dead Space*, like one of the games I told you about, where you're mm-hmm. like the engineer and you're fighting off these like mm, baby yeah. demon things for artifacts. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. Very fun. But also, Good like you. all the demons <laughs> were like a voluptuous. Like we're wearing voluptuous lady dresses, but had like really horrifying faces and bodies. It was really a weird trip. What the hell? (laughs) Pulled up in a car with sunglasses, and then it was like hostile demon approaches, and I was like, Oh, this isn't good. And uh we had the ability to fast travel, which is common in video games. Like, you know, in Breath of the Wild, how you can fast travel between like shrines and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we could do that. And Ryan fast traveled out of there, but Nick and I couldn't, so Nick and I were like, Oh no. Anyways, shout out to Ryan and Nick. <laughs> Sometimes um, that's uh good for you. Oh my god. I'm really, god. I'm really glad I me. used up all this airspace talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? Who goes first? You or me? I don't know. You go
1: first. Oh. I think I went first last time. Did you? I don't know. Yes, because I talked about Sasquatch, and that was first.
0: Right. You yes. go,
1: because I want to note where your story is. So Emma gave me a hint yesterday, and the hints were three emojis, a zombie, a bomb, and a map.
0: Okay, what do you think it could be, based on those? I have it's... no idea. Okay, zombies and bomb.
1: Apocalypse.
0: Okay, and a map. The world. Okay, what do you use maps for? To travel. Yeah, they're a, would you say like a map is like a tool? If you're like camping? Yeah. I guess. This is how to survive a zombie apocalypse. Ah, uh, I would have yeah. So you guys may remember um, the episode where I talk about different kinds of zombies from the like mm-hmm. historical lore and cultural sense. Yes. We're taking a sharp left turn <laughs> away from like that. <laughs> as is uh on brand for us and in the context of like what i'm gonna be talking about we're gonna have like four main types of zombies we're gonna have the like shambly shambler walkers like in the walk like in the walking dead where they're kind of just like a slow moving horde or individuals like like the quintessential zombie you know we're gonna have crawlers so crawlers are like walkers that have had some sort of injury where they no longer can walk. They're kind of just, like, dragging themselves by their arms. hmm Gross. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they're, like, the least problematic. Um, then there's runners. <laughs> like, in 28 Days Later, where they are fucking full-on sprinting at you. And then we're going to have intelligent zombies. Okay. So they are um, like an eye zombie. Did you ever hear that with that show? No. Okay. So eye zombie is like a show where the main character dies and comes back as a zombie. She's a zombie. She's brains. Um, great show. Okay. 10 out of 10. Um, they're obviously the most dangerous because like they can disguise smart. themselves. Huh? They're smart. Yeah, exactly. They're intelligent. They like, I mean, as smart as they were in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so big um potential there for them to be problematic and we're talking about how to survive one so i love the like idea of zombies not like the i don't love it in the fact that like i would love for it to happen like fun times mm-hmm. we're all dying like we're already there right now with covid <laughs> i don't love that um but i find it like very entertaining um i love like zombie makeup. I just find zombies like super cool. Okay. If there's like a zombie movie or T V show, I'm probably watching it. Okay. Um so yeah, so Steph, how mm-hmm. how prepared do you think you are to survive a zombie apocalypse? We all know that if like shit goes down, I'm like passing out and dying. I'm not ready for anything. <laughs> okay, so maybe by the end of this you might be a little more ready. Maybe. Okay, very cool. I'm glad that you are. <laughs> on board (laughs) okay so there's like different like takes on how a zombie apocalypse could happen maybe it's like a virus that spreads maybe it's like the nuclear apocalypse comes and like everyone gets irradiated and turns into zombies kind of like the ghouls in fallout um maybe it's like through uh like a toxin that's released through like terrorism or through like a covert evil military like Or maybe it's, um, you know, a magical spell. Like, there's all sorts of different ways it can come about. Like, in Dawn of the Dead, I believe it's hell's full, so the dead are rising. Like, there's all sorts of different ways it can come about. But suddenly, we find ourselves in the zombie apocalypse. Steph, what do you think you could do before it happened to be prepared? Before... The apocalypse comes. like what do you think we can do now to be prepared
1: you find a bunker and
0: you hide okay what do you think that like the average person could do not much we're fucked <laughs> we're fucked okay well the cdc <laughs> actually has a suggestion what? yeah no well it's It's really more like the context of like general emergencies. And this is actually a good thing for everyone to have. And that's a, um, an emergency preparedness kit. I thought
1: I was like, in case of zombies, a little article on the CDC.
0: (laughs) It literally does say that. What? It's just like their viral marketing plan. It's really great. (laughs) So everyone, like in all seriousness, this is something you should stock up as you can. So maybe you spend like $5 here, $5 there as you're doing groceries and like get these all together. So here's some items you should include in your kit. So water. So a gallon of water per person per day. And this is like in jugs. Mm-hmm. Food. So lots of non-perishable items that you can eat regularly. My family, I swear to God, is so fucking prepared. We have closets of like <laughs> canned things. We're terrible for it. Um, medications. <laughs> so ma- huh?
1: Nothing I left.
0: Oh, uh, medications. So like prescription and non-prescription meds. I, mm-hmm. I would definitely say like get some Tylenol and Advil in there because you don't want to have some back pains and have to be like building your fortress. Yeah. Tools and supplies. So things like a utility knife, duct tape, battery-powered radio or a crank-powered radio, etc. And you also definitely want like flashlights and candles. Mm-hmm. I would say candles and matches for sure, because like nighttime light, when all the power grids are down, is going to be huge for like not going uh, completely bonkers, especially in places like Canada where we don't have a ton of daylight all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, Clothing and oh, sorry, sanitation hygiene. So bleach. Bleach is huge. Uh, Bleach is a great germ killer. And you can mix with just a little bit of water because like you will run out of Lysol really quick and you'll get more out of bleach. Soap, towels, etc. clothing and bedding. So you definitely want clothing for each family member and blankets, 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 blankets. Um, depending on your climate, you may need to use them to keep out bugs like mosquitoes. If you have to travel, uh, you might need it for extra warmth. If you live in the polar tundra, like we do <laughs> um, and power will go out eventually. So if you can stay in your house, that's great but you'll still have a very cold house. Like I'm in a basement right now. And like I said, it's 19 degrees and it's fucking freezing. Um, important documents so copies of all your like licenses passports, birth certificates, whatever and fucking first aid supplies yes and guys, you might be a goner if you get bit by a zombie but if you get a regular old cut you're going to want to keep it clean so you don't get an infection and died. You know how people died of an infection before modern medicine? So no. many Not
1: If I were going to give you a number No, I don't know that <sighs> unprepared
0: well you know what (laughs) shockingly in our podcast paranormal and stuff i'm not really here for facts (laughs) we are a facts only podcast we are fake news (laughs) we are fox news good grief um (laughs) So, yeah, there's actually, like, a full list on the CDC emergency page. Like, you should go check it out. And, like, obviously a lot of this is expensive to put together, especially for state supplies. Yeah. But, like, spend, like, $5 here, $5 there. Slowly get them together. I'm going to get my family to stock up on water because we're actually pretty prepared otherwise. Like, my dad is the funniest. He has, like, a billion crank flashlights and stuff because he's convinced we're going to, like, get stranded in a blizzard in one of the cars. (laughs) (laughs) So we're pretty good that way. But, like... Just get some, like, water cooler jugs if you can here and there. They're, like, two bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have Thought Ahead stuff. you and I. We're roommates okay. now with the dogs. Okay. Actually, you know what? For this purpose, we don't have the dogs because I don't want them to have to live through an apocalypse. Yeah. We'll goodness. pretend they don't exist. Sad. Oh. Okay. So we are uh, roommates and we live in a high-rise apartment staff. Okay. It's great. It's fun. We don't get irritated by our neighbors at all. Okay, And one morning, you wake up and you're like, because you always get up before I do. For those of you who don't yes. know, I slip in. Stuff does not. I don't know why. <laughs> Steph, you're up when you're watching the news. And I don't know why you'd be watching the news because it's depressing, but you are. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, the news anchor gets bit by a zombie on live TV. What do you do? Oh, fuck. Good show. Um,
1: what do I do? I go and wake you up. And we we gotta fucking go. Because we're not staying trapped in our high-rise.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Steph. You know what? Like We thought it had. So we have uh, all our stuff in go bags. We've got our supplies. We've got Mm -hmm. uh, clothing ready. So we just grab our shit. We put it in the cross track and we get going. Where do we go, Steph?
1: Hmm... We're gonna go out in the country where there's not that many people in the forest. Yeah,
0: maybe we go to a cottage or something. Uh, not if there's people. We're going far away from people. People are dirty. That's right. They turn into zombies. So let's pretend we're lucky. Off, we the, know grid. Of a hmm? we're off the grid cottage. <laughs> we're going off the grid. We're going off the grid. We're gonna go to Brian and Ashley's hunting camp. <laughs> Well, don't tell people where we're going.
1: They're they going don't know where it there. is.
0: Huh? But they're going to find out. <laughs> How are they going to find out? I don't even know where. I mean, I've been there. I hardly know where it is. You have to take like a snowmobiling and <laughs> to get to it.
1: Well, don't tell them the clues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So we're going to Ryan and Ashley's camp. Ryan and Ashley. Yeah, I mean, it's really we'll like you guys Ashley's you the address again. later on. No, why would I share the address? I don't even think it has an address. <laughs> I honestly don't. he does i don't know ashley please advise. (laughs) um so here's what we're gonna do and like information guys is obviously like meant for comedic purposes yes because i think of myself as a funny person um this is all from like years of having watched like various zombie survival videos on youtube infographics channel obviously has like great things on that infographics channel has a video for everything (laughs) um i firmly believe that you want to get your ass out to somewhere that is remote but also has workable land yeah because you know what we have in our survival kits fucking seeds we've got pumpkin seeds we've got spring seeds we have summer seeds we have seeds because we're gonna have to live off the land and one of the great things about the Hunting camp that they have is obviously, like, you can hunt there. And, like, while I don't love the taste of game, you could live off it. Mm -hmm. And it's on a river, so you can fish. Okay. Like, I'm convinced this place is, like, primo survival location because it's super far north. And I think that zombies would freeze in the winter. So, you want to get somewhere where the zombies would freeze in the winter and stop being a problem. How do you
1: know they're going to freeze in the winter?
0: Because they're organic. People that live
1: here that turn into...
0: You know, Yeah, but stuff. okay, what would happen to you if you had, we had, okay, we had a extreme cold warning. Mm -hmm. Did we not? What would have happened to you? Do we have one right now? I think it just ended. I think it's turning. No, I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) if there's an extreme cold warning, which is like not uncommon, where we live in the Mm -hmm. winter, Mm -hmm. and that, that where I'm talking about is farther north. Yes. What would happen to you if you just went outside in your clothing? Uh, frostbite no if you say to but overnight they stuff. have like superpowers no they don't they're just re. they are no. reanimated human bodies uh, I'm just saying we don't know much well I'm saying yeah. I know more than you <laughs> <laughs> in this very limited subject I would say that they're gonna they're gonna freeze uh, and when they're frozen stop just you can being just walk- a shit no you won't don't tell me lies Lies so they freeze um we can literally walk around in the winter and hack them up oh wow okay and bury them and then they're not an issue anymore because you just have to take off a zombie's head to kill it okay so here's what you guys do you go somewhere remote and you either go somewhere mm-hmm. I would say somewhere where they're going to decompose quickly somewhere that's super warm if you can or somewhere uh, where they're going to freeze quickly that would be my advice okay. as a subject matter expert obviously <laughs> uh, doctors maybe morticians or like death doctors let us know what you think you know these things yeah. like the ask a mortician online who is uh, my celebrity crush who staff thinks is a murderer I'm
1: saying that sometimes he gives off that vibe. But he's
0: very interesting. He's the most good looking. And also, like, I just can't with you. He's literally there trying to, like, give respect to the dead, which I think is a very nice thing because it's very comforting to the living.
1: There's just sometimes some things that he says that a serial killer would say.
0: Like the things that we say in our podcast?
1: No, because we we speak of inexperience
0: and oh. that's obvious that do you think that like shit. any mortician is a serial killer no but he was saying I, things that are very like mundane for a mortician to say
1: no we said but he had said one thing and even you were like ah.
0: do you hear this guys Steph can give no actual <laughs> examples for her nonsense <laughs> this is what I live with all the time
1: you love it
0: oh my god Okay, so we, like you should, get to a location that has an existing permanent structure that is ideal unless you live somewhere where you could maybe be in a tent. I would feel very uncomfortable in a tent, though, because I feel like a tent would not give you much protection against zombies. Like, I feel like it's just fabric. Yeah. So we would get there. And if you can't get, I would say get somewhere where there's a lot of trees and make sure you have an axe or, like, tent. Mm I would stay away from chainsaws because I feel like chainsaws would be super loud and would attract attention from any zombies that are nearby. Mm-hmm. So, don't they need fuel.
1: Huh?
0: Don't they need fuel? Yeah, you would. And, like, that's the other thing. Like, what if you run out of fuel? Yeah. So, like, and, like, if you can get fuel, that's great, but you're going to want to keep it for any vehicles that you need if you need to, like, bug out or mm-hmm. for any generators if you have a generator. Uh, I think that the cabin and Ashley, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it has some solar power because they have a television in it, <laughs> but it's like a cabin. it's like a proper cabin. Okay. Uh, I think it has solar, which is awesome for an apocalypse because um, it's like off the grid because there's no actual hydro lines that go up there <sighs> which I think is also good because I feel like if there were like raiders they would follow a hydro line to get to there. You know, like, if I was a bad Benham, I would do that. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. the same can be said for the trail that we used to get there. But I digress. So, we get there. Steph, the first thing we're going to do is excluding the area that's facing water is we're going to build a fucking fence. Okay. We're going to build a wall. But not like Donald Trump because we're not xenophobic. (laughs) So, we're going to build a wall. And the wall is going to be as tall as we possibly can without, like, people still being able to, like, erect it. Because we need to build a controllable perimeter and why do we need to do that stuff
1: so people can't come in and attack us yeah mm-hmm. and so have zombies to defend can. our cabin
0: yeah hell yeah so we're <laughs> gonna go medieval on it we're gonna build our controllable perimeter we're gonna build little slits in it so that if we need to use uh some sort of projectile weaponry to keep away would-be attackers or zombies we can do that effectively um Maybe it would be wise for us to, while we're on the way there, before things really get crazy, to buy bows and arrows and learn how to shoot bows <laughs> like Atness.
1: You want to know something? When what? I when I went to Mexico years ago, I got super drunk and I participated in an archery contest.
0: While drunk? <laughs> yes. That's and- <laughs> <what's> so safe. Good place. <laughs> you know what? I really do see that for you. I'm very good at archery. (laughs) I feel like you're also like a drunk savant. I am. Okay, Katniss. Well, I'm glad to have you on the team. So yeah, we're going to build a wall. We're going to build a great wall. The greatest wall it's ever been. Okay. And we're going to build some sort of door. I'm not a carpentry expert, so I would leave that to, I don't know, someone who's a better carpentry expert. Mm -hmm. And we would have at least our fortification ready. We're obviously not going to like build a wall in the river because we need access to the river um, and we need to fish there. And I feel like like water itself is a really good uh, barrier, especially one with a moving current. Like it's harder to traverse. And if someone's trying to traverse into the water, like we can do away with them and they can just float away. (laughs) Like their corpse can like, woo (laughs) away. Listen, as a water safety expert, like, that's my only actual accomplishment. Um, I'm not concerned with the river. So what do you think we should do next, Steph? Now that we have a controlled perimeter and, like, a place to sleep and hide from the elements, what do you think is next? Gotta make some food. Hell yeah. So we have some workable land. Um, It's not too sandy. Like, there's a bit of a sandy beach, but the other nice thing about being near water is the soil is nice and saturated and it's nice and rich. It's nice and... Uh, Nourished. We don't have to build um, those little water grid things that ancient people had to build, irrigation things. Mm -hmm. So we can plant our seeds and we're going to plant them seasonally because as a Virgo, I would obviously have the seeds uh, in little Ziplocs with seasons labeled on them. (laughs) We have rotating crops and we'll plant them. And as we harvest them, uh, we will set aside some seeds for future crops so get our food going Uh, and we can let people hunt I don't think you and I should hunt because I can't see you or I being able to do that (laughs) like I don't see you or I being capable of pulling the trigger yeah I know so we will let other people do that so let's talk Steph who should we have on our zombie survival team someone who can hunt okay (laughs) so like Uh, Ryan I feel like Ryan is an obvious choice for that um, obviously, I'll be like. Obviously, we'd have to have like the Desormiers because it's their place.
1: But we also like. I feel like we need to go for like types of people. Just don't have access to these people.
0: No. Okay. So you, I feel like you need to have someone who can be a medic. Ideally, more than one. Oh yes, yes. Okay, you need to have a medic. You need mm-hmm. to have a like survivalist. So mm-hmm. like a hunter person who's like familiar with like the land yes okay a survivalist I feel like you need someone who's a good fighter and Mm -hmm. can teach people how to fight Mm -hmm. I feel like you need a leader someone who like can keep people motivated because like morale keeping morale is like a surprisingly huge piece of survival that would be me I'm the leader and morale person I love that you see that for yourself (laughs) jesus (laughs) jesus <laughs> day three stuffs like rocking in a corner <laughs> you're doing great guys okay, love that you see that for yourself who else do you think we need so we got a medic
1: a hunter a fighter a me <laughs> we need a um a person that we can give
0: up if the zombies. Okay, we need a sacrificial lamb. Perfect. Yes,
1: because okay, no, like if a
0: bear man. attack, you just need to be faster than the slowest person. So also you. <laughs> <laughs> also staff. Perfect. I am readjusting. Sorry for the sounds, guys. Yeah, I can hear. My hip got. Who sore. else do we need? Um, I feel like we need someone who can cook. Oh, yeah. Like, I need... like Okay, maybe this is, like, diva behavior. But, like, imagine, like, you're there for years. And, like, someone who's, like... Maybe not cooking. Maybe just, like, cooking slash crafty. Yeah. Because, like, eventually we're going to need to build, like, clothing. And, like create new resources and like having a good meal here and there is helpful but i guess it's something we could all learn
1: you just need the cast from the show alone i've you never need. watched that it's i'm not gonna say it's super entertaining because episodes not. are long okay. but it's very like interesting great sell but it's just because like it's people just like surviving off of like in these in these ter- like terrains that aren't meant to be lived or they're too hard there's are like grizzlies or there's cougars or there's you know it's just like not a great place to live yeah and they're just dropped off there and then they have to figure it out so like some episodes are long because they're like just cutting wood and trying to figure out a shelter but then there's like some people who like one guy he like made a board game and he had this jacuzzi and like sometimes it's entertaining
0: Yo, that's lit.
1: It's very interesting.
0: i not have to watch that as they prepare yeah. for the zombies. <laughs> okay, very cool. Okay, so we've got our, like, little society stuff. Mm-hmm. Got our crops. Ryan's killing animals that we eat. It's kind of sad. Uh, but we need the protein. But mm-hmm. a group of raiders, people who just do a good old-fashioned murder hmm You survive. Follow the trail up. And outside our told outsider them where we perimeter. Were. Huh?
1: Because you told them where we were. No, I, okay.
0: <laughs> so they're outside our perimeter. What do we do? We run. Uh, we open the gate that was preventing them from getting in, and we get shot and we die. Perfect.
1: They're gonna find a way to come in. You Unless. leave some
0: people behind to fight, and then I escape. And you get into the wilderness, and without you, because you have no orienteering skills, you get lost, you get hypothermic. After a it.
1: year, you would know. You'd would figure you? out, because you gotta learn the other skills. You can't just sit there.
0: So, you in Northern Ontario with wolves and bears, Stephanie. Yes. I just, I don't know if that's the best idea.
1: Well, we'll see.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I, um, I don't have <laughs> the best plan. My suggestion, because my thought is as soon as they breach and get in, we're doomed. Yeah. So my thought would be using the splits that we've created in the walls, because like that's what they used in medieval times. Like they'd have their like uh-huh. forts, like their big towers, and they'd have splits in the walls so that they could shoot through them uh, to stop like oncoming sieges mm-hmm. and hold up. So as long as we can as long as like they can't get in, we can outlast them. Like we've got everything we need inside our little fortress. So if we can kill them all, great. If we can't kill them all, we have the resources; they don't. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: See, so yeah, my thought would be to hang tight.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're hanging tight. We're fighting and hoping.
0: Fighting and hoping. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe one of our people. Let's say we brought Greg and Carolyn. Like, I feel like Greg would be a good person to bring because he's military. Um, so maybe Greg kills everyone. Greg just goes rainbow for him. Love it for him. Uh, he kills everyone, and we're chilling inside. But oh no, stuff! Big problem. Mm-hmm. While out hunting, one of our teammates got bit by a zombie. He's out. Bye. They, they didn't tell anyone oh, until you wake up mind. one morning. You hear screaming, and he is a full zombie.
1: So more of the story. Don't try. Don't try. What do you? It's going to get
0: you one way or another. No, I didn't. No one's. It's just he's a zombie. (laughs) No one. I didn't say anyone was bitten or dead. There's just a zombie (laughs) in our camp. Everyone's panicking. It's up to you. What do you do? We evict him. We kill him. How do you kill a zombie stuff? You cut his head off. Hell yeah, you do. You shoot him in the head, or you cut his head off. You need to destroy the brain. So. Zombie is out, and it's kicked out, and we clean the area because we bought bleach, or we just burn the area because fire mm-hmm. kills everything. But yeah, like Steph said earlier, guys, if someone gets bit by a fucking, zombie, there's no hope. They're done. they <laughs> It's not the time to be nice. I don't care who it is. They out. Life is for the living. So to recap,
1: how? So to recap, what you guys need to do is. Either just give up from the start or go very far away with a chosen team of professionals or people that will be professionals and try to survive. But my vote is
0: give up hope. Oh, yo, I am I will be trying <laughs> to survive right till the bitter end. <laughs> oh, like, no, I would just, like, cleaning. pause them. I'd be like, uh, bye. <laughs> Steph is like, nope, yep, no thanks. <laughs> like, literally, like, just keels over. Yeah. Her body's just like, now nah, we out. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I will go right till the end. I will, like, I'll do anything. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I hope you feel mildly prepared. I feel like that wasn't entirely helpful, but I enjoyed uh, going down this drain with you. <laughs> and that is how you should survive zombie apocalypse. Either die or be willing to do anything. also i feel like there's some sense in like establishing your zombie teams
1: Mm -hmm. start vetting your friends
0: yeah and like you know what you can't bring everyone because you also don't want that many people because like the more people there are the more chance for infighting the more chance for factions to form and like civil unrest Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to happen with your camp chosen few sorry to everyone else wish you were more useful exactly and while you're there
1: learn all of the other skills so that if you gotta go you can
0: yeah if you need to abandon everyone like stuff get ready for it yeah yeah
1: have a sub don't tell them that's why you're training but you know
0: yeah because then you become the sacrificial lamb real quick (laughs) and don't forget your sacrificial lamb they're very important they are absolutely extremely important (laughs) dead grief well, Steph, that. do you feel like you learned anything today? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, least I'm happy I'm a part of your of the crew. Well, I mean, I can't really do this podcast with you and not tell <laughs> that you're part of the crew.
1: Yeah, we're going to podcast throughout, guys. So don't worry about it. Entertainment will be provided. <laughs> yeah, guys. And
0: I'm definitely not just pandering to stuff. I definitely for sure <laughs> would want her there. She would be so useful. I would be. I'm good at archery. I can pew-pew the bad guys.
1: Yeah, I'm very sure. (laughs) Just give me some vodka and I'll pew-pew-pew, everyone.
0: Okay, vodka (laughs) and weapons. That's where Steph's here to shine. Okay, comrade Steph. What do you have in store for us this week? (sighs) Well done. I have an area called
1: the Alaskan Triangle is this fucking aliens
0: no (laughs) you sure yes oh my god all right stuff so the
1: alaskan triangle it is a area of a triangular shape is Um, it (laughs) inhabited by the most unforgiving, untouched wilderness in alaska um, so, it offers some mountains, some thick forests, desolated tundras. No, not in there. And, uh, yeah. So, the um, it borders. So, it connects Anchorage in the south, Juneau in the southeast. And it used to be called Barrow in the north. But now, it's Yutgyakvik, Yut- 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 I think. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, it was recently renamed, so that Žutky uh, Jakubecaro, sorry, is in the north. I will post a map for you, okay? And you can tell me how to pronounce it. Excellent. Um, so we are talking about this area today because a thousand of people and crafts keep going missing every single time they enter the alaskan triangle which is sometimes referred to as the alaska bermuda triangle okay oh, yeah so let's begin <laughs> oh, um so in january 26 1950 um the largest disappearance of military aircraft and personnel occurred um, so C 54 Skymaster carrying eight, an eight person crew and 36 passengers. Uh, so on the 26th, it left Anchorage at 1pm. Two hours later, around 3pm, it made a real check saying that nothing was out of the sort and everything was good to report. And that was the last time anyone heard anything about the craft. So immediately, uh, once they've realized that the didn't reach destination and lost track of the air, uh, the airplane, uh, search and rescue effort immediately started. Uh, Thousands of people on foot uh, were a part of the, the search and rescue, and also Canadian and American planes were also a part of the search. Um, no matter what, Nothing was ever found. No proof of the wreckage, no survivors, no bodies. it's just I don't know surprising because
0: like it's a map like it, like Alaska's fucking massive. And like the triangle you described is also fucking massive.
1: Yeah. So just poof disappeared. It's gone. Now let's go to 1972 in October. Uh and this is where the area first caught attention of um the world so a uh plane flying the u.s house majority leader hale boggs um so he was traveling with the alaska congressman nick bedges i think um his aide russell brown and then the bush pilot don johns um so they i know (laughs) don johns and Rand pan ready for action (laughs) So the uh, flight left Anchorage and um, was in between Anchorage and Juneau, but then they got hit by a storm and the plane just disappeared. Oh, shit. Uh, so the larger search and rescue took place at that point. So the, t- the teams cover 32,000 square miles to find the wreckage and potentially um, some survivors. So there's 40 military aircrafts that participate in the search. 50 civilian airplanes and the search lasted 39 days.
0: Oh, shit. and they covered,
1: yeah, 32,000 square miles. Nothing, 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 nothing was found. Now, in 1990, um, there's also a Cessna 340 carrying a pilot and four passengers that also just poof disappeared.
0: These Cessnas, man, Cessnas are kind of dangerous. Well, it disappeared. They're fucking tiny, and they crash. But that's fake. We're, like, we all know they're crashing, but then, poof, gone. No yeah, wreckage, into, no like, nothing. The, into mountains and, like, trees and, like, snow? Of course it disappears. Eh, you would find them eventually. Yeah, it was, this was, like, what year again? 1990. So there's, like, no real, like, mapping drones like we have now. Mm-hmm. Like... So since
1: 1998, um, more than 16,000 people have vanished within that area. 16,000? 16,000. So that's the rate of four people per 1,000 people that are reporting missing when traveling into that area. So it's not necessarily just planes. So this is like hikers, tourists, like it's land and air that people are vanishing within that area. Uh, and yeah. it's more than double the national missing person
0: average. Yeah. Just don't go to so, Alaska. Sarah Palin's there. That's reason enough. Alaska is beautiful, though. Like, I would want yeah. to do the cruise. I would not. It's cold. I live somewhere cold. Cold places do not appeal to me. I don't really cold. know,
1: but I would very, I, I want to go up north to kind of, like, see, like, the beautiful landscape they have and the unique landscape they have. I want to see the Northern lights. That's
0: like, yeah, the Northern the lights list. are dope. I have seen them from Sturgeon. It's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Uh, I would like to go up North in Canada because like, I want to see my country. Yeah. In it's entirety. Mm-hmm. North elsewhere. Uh, I am like weirdly obsessed with Longyearbyen, like on Svalbard. Like that okay. is a place I want to go for reasons I can't, understand myself <laughs> But I'm not uh I don't like cold. Yet I live in the cold. Yeah. Anyways, I get you. So,
1: 16,000 people have disappeared from that area since nineteen eighty-eight. So there I'm are fucking 16,000? Yeah, I'll send you the links if you don't. That's
0: astonishing. It. I I believe you. It's just like
1: That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's why it's the Alaskan Bermuda Triangle yeah. <laughs> So there the are four reasons four hypotheses as to why So yeah. I'm gonna start with the most unlikely explanation and then we're going to like talk about the ones
0: that we think are legit. If you we know put aliens legit. as the most likely reason I'm gonna leave this podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> So start with the most unlikely explanation which is uh the terrain uh, it could be the cause of disappearances <laughs> uh people believe hey. that you know
0: i need to i need to know is this list like does anyone else think this is the order or is this just your order everybody thinks like i think oh my god you're gonna to fucking put aliens is number one <laughs> oh no god. i'm just
1: i'm just saying this is the most unlikely and then the other hypotheses are all the same level, but this is like not <sighs> it. Go right ahead, Steph. So, the oh terrain obviously, this is not the reason why, but um, some people out there, um, they think people that's why people s- find. <laughs> so many people disappear. Uh, so they say that like plane crashes into the mountains, which is causing a an navy village, and then it buries the evidence, but yes. like that can't happen to every single plane.
0: No, but if they're going down, oh my god. Oh my god.
1: Another reason why, well, still within the terrain. Um they say that like maybe like the wreckage happens on the glacier and then the glacier breaks down, sending the evidence into the ocean. Just like, okay. Um, and then some are say that like you don't find any bodies because the wildlife eats them, but like they don't eat material items and you would still find skeletons and then others say that there's cabins and holes in the glaciers so like the people in the wreckage like fall into that little hole and disappear into the earth and then some other people say that like the snow squalls or why the search and rescue teams can't seem to cover the hole so you know like it's a whole lot of no Oh my god, I don't want to do this one anymore. That's not why. <laughs> um, so another reason, I think you like this one.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> I'm glad. This is my personal hell, guys.
1: <laughs> um, so uh, people believe that the reason why we don't find victims or that, it's due to a... Mythical shape-shifting creature named Kushtaka. So Kushtaka is Tingli folklore. I think that's how you pronounce it. Again, I'm sorry. Um, So this creature assumes the shape of humans, different forms, and specifically otters. So um, they. Oh, you're shape-shifting otter. This is where it was coming from. That was the only hint I had from stuff. (laughs) Um. So they can be cruel creatures or tricksters. So whenever they find someone that's lost or alone, they'll uh, mimic the sound of a baby crying or a woman screaming, leading them further into like the forest or closer to water. So that either the victim will drown in the water or they will attack it in the forest and tear it shirts to shreds. Um, sometimes they can be nice and they can help lost victims and lead them to safety. Um, and either lead them back to their their clan, uh, lead them back to their their village or close to someone that can save them uh, so that they don't freeze to death. But in most stories, um, the the creatures will shape, shape shift into someone that is familiar to the victim. So either a friend or a family member and lead that victim Deep, close to deeper into the wild or close to water where they will attack them and turn them into kushtakas um, and they turn them into kushtakas to make them able to live into those conditions so they're like oh, kind, so of kind of, of helpful them. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, people believe that kushtakas are the reason why so many people vanish once they do danger like, otters everywhere okay let- yeah, so once they tra- they go into the triangle, a, the Alaskan Triangle. Um, these that's why, like hikers, tourists, like whoever, um, they believe that that's one of the reason why people disappear. Our next yeah. reason. Um, so this is more of a reason how people can get lost. But um, so there's in that area specifically they found a lot of evidence of swirling energy vortexes um, i'm sorry what sw- swirling energy vortexes oh, okay so, so it's like a like a magnetic magnetic field of energy um, that like so like the, this is a legit thing
0: like it's everywhere okay in the world. so maybe probably cuz it's close to the north pole i'm guessing yeah, yeah i think
1: so um, so, if you get into a clockwise spinning vortex, it has more of a positive effect on someone, uh, but counterclockwise has a negative bewildering effect. So, this was, researchers have found in that area specifically, um, intense energetic dysregularities dis- in the triangle uh, and comp- compasses are often off by 30 degrees, so it does affect technology. Their tech and all of that so this could be a reason why pe- so many people do get lost when they get into that area like um, it's oriented because mm-hmm. the the energy will impact the human emotions and it impacts the machinery um members of the search and rescue teams when coming back report feelings of bewilderment um disorientation and audio ha- audio hallucinations um so this is more of a like why so many people do get lost in that area cuz there are so many of those vortexes there. Um and it fucks up with your machinery, fucks up with your all lost and builder and I then you can
0: and, I didn't realize that we were like mentally impacted by magnets. Like I find that a bit Yeah, snake oily. Well, not
1: like magnets, like the maneg- magnetic fields. So like, I like aerodrome- don't I'm not going to explain it. I've heard about it a lot, how like there's certain, I don't know, like I don't know how to explain it, but because I'm not a scientist, but this isn't the first time I've heard of these things.
0: Ashley, Samantha, our doctor, our resident doctors, if you could weigh in, please do. If you look into it, you'll see a lot. Like it it does, um,
1: like in scientific papers and stuff.
0: Yeah. Huh,
1: okay. Okay. Look I'm skeptical,
0: it. but interested.
1: You'll you'll see it.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> so, another reason that people go missing.
0: Oh fucking aliens! <laughs> aliens! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is way less likely than the fucking northern terrain, which is like infamous <laughs> for its cruelty. Oh my so God. So okay. in 1986,
1: oh, a wow. pilot flight, <laughs> the uh, Japan Airline Flight 1628, made a report to the Federal Aviation Administration that an unidentified object was following him along his flight path. Um, so at first the pilot reported that he thought it was a military aircraft and didn't really pay attention to it aside from noticing something else flying. But then he started paying attention when he noticed that the object was keeping pace with him and just matching his speed throughout the, the flight. And then it started emitting some like burst of lights kind of being like not in the usual, not something that you would usually see in a plane. Um, so the object followed the plane for 15 minutes, keep, like I said, keeping up pace with them, emitting strange bursts of lights. Um, and then it just, after fifty minutes, just kind of like, poof, gone. Um, the sighting was confirmed by the crew and the civilians that were on board. And the object was also captured on radars nearby the, um, the little airports
0: nearby. Unusual um, aircraft in American space with the most technologically advanced air force of all time. Ever? Mm-hmm. UFO. Wow.
1: So people think that the reason why uh, so many planes and people disappear is that they just get poof. Okay. They get taken up by the tri- the aliens in the triangle. For sure. <laughs> so those are the reason. There was one reason I didn't put in there because I only saw it in one. Like I didn't use that article because I it was weird. But they're like it's lasers from Atlantis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what just as fucking likely as aliens <laughs> Atlanteans. jesus christ
1: so there, there's lasers too guys
0: sure <laughs> okay here's the, the tea on aliens guys. I, feel triangle.
1: Like,
0: I feel like i need to set the record straight on my feelings about aliens am i naive enough to think that there's no life beyond earth no there's like i would say that there's like almost a guaranteeable fact that there is like microbot, like microorganisms and things like that on other planets for sure maybe even sentient life do i think that any of the like like any of them a have the capability or the interest in coming to earth absolutely not see so before we started this podcast i
1: did not like any ufo story i was like ugh, no but since um everyone hated on my story out of pettiness, I like UFOs now. Oh my god, do you see what I have to deal with, guys? <laughs> and I do it for the 11%. <laughs> I don't even...
0: I don't even say. Anyways. I mean, like,
1: obviously there's other life out there. Like, we can't be like, we're the only people. No, there's other galaxies and so much we don't know. Like Emma said, do they come here and check us out? <laughs>
0: Steph is Mulder.
1: Obviously, they were in believe. the Alaskan Triangle. The name is Steph.
0: Well, to believe.
1: Well, you gotta. I don't
0: know what not that is. But... Earth is boring. Like, American Swedish. Earth is not boring. Did you just say Earth is boring? Yep. Hashtag cancel Steph. <laughs> Earth is great. <laughs> There's, like, Earth has natural wonders, man-made wonders. Earth is incredible. Um, But, like there's enough you know, random the shit going on here The tr- it's not the aliens it's pyramids. things like mental illness it's things like militaries gaslighting us because they're like oh it's not our stuff yes it is especially in the United States do you know how many things are going on like within like the American military that we'll never know about no apparently <laughs> they're becoming the UFOs <laughs> Oh my god! Anyways, anyways, Uh, this is fun,
1: guys. Maybe not for you,
0: but for me. Podcast. I'm just along for the ride. (laughs) Jesus. Well, guys, thanks for. We have lost every
1: single listener. I hope that you like our new.
0: I hope that you like our new. uh, Logo. Logo artwork stuff did a great job. Not this stuff. This stuff drives me crazy. The other stuff anyways guys um if you're still here this was fun this was something else
1: we hope to find you again next week stay with us i understand we're if not, not, you're not like here. this all the time i understand we promise we'll do better maybe no we won't <laughs> we do we do give you chaos all the time though
0: you know what you signed up for you know what this is
1: yeah So, like now, you know how to survive a zombie apocalypse. Kind
0: of. I don't know how to say. You know how how I would survive a zombie apocalypse.
1: Hang out with me.
0: Yeah, Steph would for sure be there. I wouldn't abandon her immediately. (laughs) Like, see ya. You know where we
1: need to go. We need to go in the Alaskan Triangle. No one can find us there.
0: Admit it. It's kind of smart. And get eaten by grizzly it's bears cold. immediately. We would get off our snowmobile and the grizzly bears would just like home. It would be a polar bear. No, there's grizzlies. I don't know anything about Alaska. Maybe they have
1: I both. I apologize.
0: So glad you It don't sounds like a place. place they would have both. <laughs> yeah, probably. It sounds like a great place that I definitely am going to visit. It's beautiful, but deadly. I will enjoy it from afar. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so we have a new logo new project um you season you us yeah and remember to always support your indigenous communities guys yes and i apologize for butchering your names
0: That's it's your unintentional knees.
1: no i'm really bad at words it's good that I'm you have sorry. A,
0: a podcast based on your languages <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for vibing we'll see you next week see you next week bye bye
1: Thank you for listening to Creepy Vibes Only. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Creepy Vibes Only Podcast. And you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen, download our episodes, and please leave us a review, ideally a really nice one. Thanks for vibing and keeping it creepy with us. We will see you next week. Bye!